0: Us by live stream this morning. Praise God. Uh, I've already had a good time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know uh, when I walked in this morning, I asked, I said, where's my bride at? She said, she's in the kitchen preaching uh, a message. And I walked through the door and uh, and Brother Ronnie was standing there. He said, uh, well she's just about to say in closing Pastor so you can go over there. Amen. (laughs) But I tell you what my wife loves the Lord she loves to talk about Jesus praise God amen. and she's an encouragement to me yes. amen. and I hope she's an encouragement to all of you as well amen praise God hallelujah if you have your Bibles this morning and uh, how many of you have got your Bible this morning got some form of Bible telephone I don't think I don't uh, they say telephones are just as good I like that old-fashioned Bible where you can Take that marker and mark it all up, see? Amen. And, uh, of course, at home, I've I got two or three colors that I mark it up. I, you know, just so I can... It, it, a lot of times, it, they're overlapping one another. Because every time I read it, uh, read the Word, God may show me something different. Now, if when He shows me something different, I've got to put it in a different color. Amen. Amen. The only color I have not used to this point in in any of my new Bibles now, when I, I got to be honest with you, when I first got saved, the, the predominant color that I highlighted in my Bible was uh, a Sharpie blackout, because I didn't hear want to hear what God told me, and none of us do, especially when it's correction. No child likes to be corrected. So, but then eventually I got rid of the the Sharpie and I started using highlighters instead of blackout pencils. Now, don't look at me in that tone of voice, That I know a lot of you blackout words in your Bible, too. Those ones that you don't want to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. How many of you don't have a Bible, but would love to have one this morning? Nobody? Everybody got a Bible? Would you like a Bible, young lady? Would you give this young lady a Bible, please? Both of these young ladies right there, hold, keep your hand up. They'll give you a Bible. It's our gift to you. Praise God. We want everybody to have the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Over here. How many of you have a Bible but just left it at home? Okay, we're not giving you a Bible. You're required to bring your Bible. It's the only weapon you have. When you leave your home, and you especially when you're going to church, you need to have your weapon with you. Amen. Because you can't fight the devil with physical. You try to fight the devil with your physical strength, you're going to lose. You've got to have the word of God. Amen. And you'll learn that. When you learn that, you'll never leave home without it. It'd be better than all it's better than all state. Amen. It's a it's a great insurance policy. Amen, it' will provide you victory if you'll learn how to use it. See, a lot of people carry a sword, but they don't know how to use it. and they come up against something that they want to battle, then all of a sudden they want to beat him over the head with it. But you can't do that. You got to use, it says the, the, the word is a sharper than a two-edged sword. Amen. Hallelujah! Well, glory to God. That's just a short sermon. Where was I? Lord, Hallelujah! Uh, because you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter one. I got a lot of great things I want to share with you this morning, uh, and I know what I share with you this morning is going to help you if you hear what the Word or the Lord is uh, saying through His Word. Amen you got to hear it. In Mark chapter 4, and don't turn there, but just write it down and go back and read this story. But in Mark chapter 4, Jesus teaches about the Word of God being sown into the hearts of men. And in verse 9, Jesus says something very profound. He says in Mark chapter 4, verse 9, He says, And He said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, Pastor, everyone has ears to hear. Yeah, I understand that. But most people use their ears to listen. Because if they use them to hear, to hear something requires action. To hear something requires an action. It's an action word. Amen. I'm going to prove that to you. Hallelujah. See, a lot of people come in here and they'll listen to me teach. But only a few of them hear the message. Because to be a hearer, you've got to be a doer. Yeah. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by what? The Word of God. But then if you turn over to James 2, 20 and you rightly divide the Word of Truth, James 2, 20 says this, But do you, uh, but do you want to know, and he says, O foolish man, or O foolish woman, do you want to know, O foolish man, That faith without works is dead. So faith don't just come when you hear the word. Faith comes when you do the word. Amen? See, those two scriptures alone tell us that when someone really hears what God is saying to them through his word, they will put action to what they've heard. And I really want you to hear this morning. Because the principles that I'm going to share with you this morning or I'm going to attempt to share with you this morning are going to help you if you'll use them. you got to put action to them. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that your word is the only thing that sets us free. I thank you that your word is the only thing that delivers us. It's the only thing that can save us. Father God, I thank you for the anointing that's on your word this morning. I thank you that you're right now, Father God, preparing the hearts of your people to receive what I have to say to them this morning, Lord God, and receive it in love. And Father God, that when they receive it, Father God, and they truly hear it, that they will be become doers of your word, Father God, and you will set them free. I give you praise and glory, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's begin here in Isaiah chapter 1, and what we're going to do is we're going to continue our teaching that we started a couple of weeks ago before our baptismal service uh, on obedience and how obedience is a major factor or a major key to walking in the blessings of God. How many of you really want to walk in the blessings of God? And again, I'm not talking about making money. And I told you a couple of weeks ago uh, that this is one of those areas where many Christians, and I'm not judging people, but many Christians, they will disqualify themselves from receiving what God has for them because they choose to be disobedient to his word. That message a couple of weeks ago, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was called, the title of it was Rebellion or Obedience. It's your choice. See, you have to choose what you want to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want us to again read this in Isaiah chapter 1. And I'm going to begin with verse uh, number 2. It says, is isn't that amazing that it starts with that word, hear? Yeah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. That's you. That's he's talking to you. Amen. For the Lord has spoken, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know, my people do not consider. Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, how many of you know that's where our country is? How many of you know that that's where a lot of the world is? A people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the anger uh, to anger the Holy One of Israel. And listen to me, brothers and sisters. You don't want to make God angry. If you do nothing else in your life, do not make God angry. Amen. Hallelujah. That's not going to hit you with a fly swatter. But he can't bless you. If You make him angry and you don't do his word, he he cannot bless you and and you put yourself in a position to where the devil can come in and have his way with you. And that's the way it is. You can't change it. How many of you know there's a devil on this earth? He was banished here in the Garden of Eden. Or in the beginning. That's why darkness was over the face of the deep, as it says in Genesis. He was banished to darkness because he is darkness. And when we don't act right, we're living in darkness. Amen. Uh, Getting awful quiet again in God's house. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. We can move forward if somebody, just one person says amen, we'll move forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says, so this is talking about those who once knew God, and they actually followed him. But that now they're rebelling against Him. Or they're rebelling against His Word. See, that's how people rebel against God. They rebel against His Word. Uh, and we can see that happening in this world today, can't we? Yes. And, infor- and unfortunately, we see it also happening in the church. Church people not wanting to do what God's told them to do. Amen. Those who once followed the Lord were just as on fire for the things of God that you and I are. But now you don't even see them going to church anymore. Amen. And it becomes easier and easier to miss church. Well, one time time they didn't want to be any other place but church. I want to be with you, Lord, all the time. You see, we see this all the time in the body of Christ. People saying, Yeah, I'm with you to the end. Well, the end didn't take very long, did it? Because uh, what happens is I turned down their street and I stopped in front of their house and started preaching. And when you start well, as long as you're on somebody else's street, and y'all know I've said this many times, as long as you're on somebody else's street preaching, they'll praise the Lord, they'll amen you all day long, but the day I turn on their street and I stop in front of their house, they want to change addresses. That's when they say, well, you know, this this just ain't where God wants me to be. I want to change addresses. I want to go to a church that don't require me to do anything. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm not requiring you to do anything. God is. Amen. Hallelujah. When I turn down their street. You know, a lot of people, when I turn down their street, they they have to admit that God don't make mistakes. Amen. And that's the ones that say, Lord, I see you're right and I'm wrong. I was there, guys. I've been there more than once. (laughs) You're right, Father. I'm wrong. Show me what you want me to do and I'll do it. God don't make mistakes. Amen. Amen. He's got you coming to this church for one reason and one reason only. Because somewhere, sometime in your life, you cried out for help. And God sent you here because we're a church that helps people. I've had people say, well, that church just destroyed this in my life. or just, No. This church has done nothing but good. These people in this church have done nothing but good for this community and for everyone they've met. You want to know what destroyed your marriage? You want to know what destroyed your life? Look in the mirror. Your disobedience destroys your marriage. Your disobedience it destroys your children. Not God. Not this church. Hallelujah. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a pushback right now saying, somebody's saying, well, I don't know if I want to go to this church anymore. <laughs> See, I'm in front of your house. Hallelujah. See, we're not better than any other church. Listen to me. But as long as I have breath in my lungs, we're going to preach the uncompromised word of God. And that's all we're going to preach. Amen. Hallelujah. So please, my brothers and sisters, do not tell me you'll be with me to the end. Prove it. your faithfulness not to me not to this church but to God and to his word be faithful to his word let me see some fruit in your life amen some people are always constantly picking the fruit off because it gets rotten on their tree Bible says you'll know them by their fruits So you can't tell me you're doing the word of God and then you do things that you're not supposed to be doing amen hallelujah I'll let you in on a little secret. God does not believe what we say, He believes what we do. Everybody say this with me. God doesn't believe what I say. God believes what I do. Hallelujah. And that's what He's talking about right here in Isaiah. That there can be a people who are really following God after at one time in their life. They're doing his word. But then all of a sudden, they start going backwards. Why? They start going backwards because they're not obeying his word. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have taken a few steps backward in your life? Amen. Amen. We all have. We have to be obedient. Hallelujah. In other words, God's word is no longer in the forefront of their mind. In the forefront of their thinking. That God's word is no longer guiding their life like it used to. That God's word, uh, where God's word used to be their moral compass in their life. But now it's not. And a little sin gets back in there. They say, well, a little sin don't hurt. Well, my Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. God said you either serve it or you serve me. That's the only two choices. I cannot say it enough times, my brothers and sisters, that you can't live one foot in the world and one foot in God. Your house is divided. And my Bible says and your Bible says that a house divided is going to fall. Period. There's no changing it. You can't change the word of God because you don't believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus tells us that uh, the church at Ephesus, and listen to me, in Revelation chapter 2, he's talking about people who have once served God. He's talking to the church, really, the church at Ephesus. He's talking about a people who once served God, but now they've chosen to go a different way. Here's what he says to them. He says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, and again, you don't want God to be against you. That you have left your first love. In other words, you first loved me when I first drug you out of the ditch. When I first drugged you out of the miry clay, you was just on fire for me. You was doing things for the church. You were wanting to be in me all the time, coming to church every time the doors was open. And now look at you. You're back in the mud. Now, if you read on down in revelation chapter 2 you'll find out that god says and because you've done this i'm going to take away your lampstand that's serious business i told you a couple weeks ago it's it's a serious thing to not obey god amen there's a time that god will will uh turn a uh, i don't want to say a blind eye but he'll turn and he'll give us grace But there's a scripture in the Bible that says, but then he calls for men everywhere to repent. He'll only put up with you for so long. Just like your kids. They may not, they may, you may not spank them the first time they do something, but they keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Guess what? They're going to get corrected. They're either going to (laughs) get, there you go. (laughs) They're either going (laughs) to... They're either going to get the board of sacrifice or they're going to get a blue dot. <laughs> if you want to know what a blue dot is, that's Jason and Sarah. They'll tell you. Right. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus told the church's Ephesus. He's telling us that we may need to make sure we don't leave our first love. Stay on fire for God all your life. Amen? Amen. Listen, he went all in for you. Don't he deserve more than just your leftovers? That you just come to church on Sunday because it's just something to do on Sunday? Don't he deserve more of you than that? What if he wouldn't have died for you? What if he wouldn't have took all those stripes for you? What if he wouldn't have had his beard pulled out for you? What if he had just said when God told him in heaven, son, I want you to go. He said, Dad, I really don't want to. We would be lost That's exactly right, brother. We would be lost forever. We owe God our obedience. Amen. I know this is a kind of a strange way to get about telling you that the blessings of God follow obedience. But let me tell you something. We've all got rebellion in our lives, and we need to get rid of it. Amen. Anybody that says I don't rebel against God's a liar. Hallelujah. Anybody thinks they're okay just like they are, they're deceived. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus tells those, the church. Told the church at Ephesus, telling us. So when something else, now listen to me, when something else takes the place of God in his word, you'll find yourself going backwards. And you'll find yourself eventually backsliding where it's easier to miss church. It's okay. Let's do this this weekend. Let's do that. You don't have to be all that. Tough. We don't have to go to church all the time. Amen. My Bible, that's right, we get to, but my Bible says this. This part of being obedience. I may be getting ahead of myself. But the, my Bible says that, uh, that we're not to forsake the gathering of the saints together. That's right, it? It and even more so as the day gets closer and closer. Yes, that's right. We ought to be coming to church more, right. not less. Amen. Mm, hallelujah. But you'll find yourself backing up instead of moving forward with God spiritually. Now look down at verse 19. It says, If you are willing and what? Obedient. Obedient. You shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, nobody likes to hear this part, you shall be devoured by the sword for the mouth, (laughs) this is powerful, for the mouth of the lord has spoken it and you cannot change what god speaks and if so you rebellion if you rebel against god you rebel against his word something's going to devour you and his name is satan he's going to come in and cause havoc in your marriage he'll cause havoc in your kids amen he'll devour your finances Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching real good. (laughs) I want you to notice who it is that eats the good of the land. It's the willing and obedient. See, a lot of people are willing, but they're not obedient. Obedient to what? Obedient to God's word. Obedient to God's word. He's saying if you and I will be willing and obedient to follow his word, then God Almighty, your Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father, promises us that we will eat the good of the land. Hallelujah to Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that's a promise from Almighty God to you. That should make everybody just want to say, Whoa, I'm going to be obedient from now on. I'm tired of being devoured. I'm going to walk in the blessings of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. I could stop right there, but I'm not going to. Hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. What's the qualifier? Thank you, sister. We must be willing and obedient. See, obedience is the key to this principle of Reaping what God wants you to have. It's the key to that principle. Without obedience, you don't get blessed. Period. And again, I can't say this enough. It's not talking about money. You make all the money and you want to. The Bible says, what what, what does it profit a man to gain all the money in the world and lose his soul? So your pocketbook should not be the measure of whether God is blessing you or not. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Hallelujah. Obedience is the key to this principle working for us, and this is exactly where a lot of people disqualify themselves because they're uh, they're disobedient to God's word. And I'm talking about just a little bit of God's word. Remember, a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. A little bit of obedience will turn into a little more disobedience. Uh, disobedience I mean, a little bit of disobedience will turn into a little more disobedience, will turn into a little more disobedience, will turn into a little more disobedience, and finally you're walking into disobedience, and you're just saying, and then you justify it. Everybody's got justification. Now I'm not talking about just coming to church. I know people have to work. Amen. I'm talking about living life for God. Amen. You see, they know, these people he's talking about, they know to do the Word, but they still don't do it. Or they know what they're doing is wrong, but they still choose to do it. And if you choose to do the wrong thing long enough, my brothers and sisters, then you'll find yourself backsliding. Amen. You'll find yourself uh, not in the Word as much as you used to be when you first got saved. Yeah. Therefore, you're not letting God's Word guide your life, guide your family, or guide your decisions in life. Instead, you're letting your feelings, your circumstances, or the cares of this life guide you. And it's all because you've let God's, uh, left God's Word. You've left it. I don't have to read it every day. Yeah, you do. I'm telling you, is even not just because I'm a pastor. You need to be reading your Bible every day. God cannot reveal Himself to you. God cannot have a relationship with you if you don't know His language. Amen. And His language comes through His Word. Can I get an amen to that? Hallelujah. And I know, brother, says this is a hard pill to swallow. And if that's you, if I'm ministering to you this morning, it's as simple as this. All you have to do is say, "Father, forgive me. I repent." And I choose this day to go a different way. And then God says, "So be it." And then He's right there. He, it's not us, that uh, God, that turns His back on us. It's when we turn our back on Him, He's still right there. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to repent and do what God tells us to do. We need to be obedient to His Word. Amen? Amen. Now, let me show you this over in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And let me share this with you, my brother. I know I teach black and white. Amen? And these teachings are not just to correct us in the areas where we're missing it, but they're also to teach us how to walk in the blessings of God. Amen. Matter of fact, my message today is uh, titled Blessings. Follow obedience. Amen. Blessings follow obedience. Look at this in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. This is one of my favorite chapters in the book, in the Old Testament. And this is God talking. It says, "Now it shall come to pass." Those are some good words, aren't they? Yes, they are. What's that next word? Yeah. If, <laughs> if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you this day that the Lord your God will set you on high above all the earth. Praise God. And all, everybody say all. All. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I want you to understand that you are in a divine spiritual covenant with almighty God. Yeah. That's what this is about right here. Yeah. This is the covenant that he yes, he said it with he he said a covenant with Abraham, he said a covenant with Moses, he said a covenant with Joshua, which we'll read about in a few moments, and he said a covenant with you all at the same time. The Bible has never changed from beginning to end. What well, what we read in the Old Testament it's, God, it's just like God talking to me. It's just like God talking to you. It's a covenant agreement between God and mankind. First thing we've got to understand is that God had a part. Everybody loves God's part, right? It says, uh, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And he also said, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you and then from verse 3 all the way down through verse 13 he talks about the blessings and i've heard people man they'll preach the blessings of god you'll be blessed coming in you'll be blessed going out you'll be blessed in the city you'll be blessed in the field man and they'll run down through all these blessings and they'll jump for joy and they'll say praise god hallelujah and they'll just say yeah lord pour it on me that's me I'm greatly blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. But then he says this. Mankind's part. This is your part. This is my part. Look at that little bitty word. If. (laughs) That one little bitty word made up of two itty-bitty letters has kept more Christians from walking in God's blessings than the devil and all of his demons have ever ever tried to keep you from walking in. That one little word, if. That, that implies condition, don't it? You, when you start reading your Bible from now on, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna proclaim this. The word "if" is gonna jump out at you. Every time you read it, you're gonna say, "That's me." Now he's talking to me. If, if I do this, if I do that, see, God. God always. Uh, God's people always want Him to to fulfill His word. But He can only fulfill His word if I fulfill mine i got to do my part. Amen? Amen. See, if we will diligently obey his voice. In other words, if we diligently. Everybody say diligently. Not just once in a while. Not just when you feel like it. Not just on Sundays. Amen? But diligently. That's every day. 24-7. Make a decision in your life. You want to you make a quality decision in your life? Make a quality decision today that every day of your life you're going to obey God's Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Get off the fence. Hmm. See, the emphasis is not just on listening to God's voice or listening to God's Word. But it's, uh, it's on the obeying of God's word. Amen? He said very clearly, if you diligently obey me, uh, so then you have to look at your own life, and I have to look at my life. And we have to ask ourselves, am I obeying God's word? Am I being a doer of God's word on a daily basis? Or am I just doing God's word on Sundays? Or when the preacher comes to visit me. Or when the preacher calls me. How many of you know God's with you all the time? See, you can lie to your preacher. You can lie to your spouse. You can lie to anybody, but you can't lie to God. He knows whether you're doing his word or not. Amen. Amen. And if you're in obedience to God, his blessings will flow. And if you're in disobedience to God, then the blessings don't flow. Amen. Can you change God's word because you don't believe it? Do you believe in God's word make a difference to whether it's true or not? Absolutely not. God's word is true. That God's word be true and every man a liar. I had to find this out for myself. And a lot of you are finding it out right now. You may not want to admit it. I didn't want to admit it for years that the guy in the mirror was my biggest problem. But then I had to come to myself, just like the prodigal son. And I had to say, Father, it ain't you. It's me. It ain't my wife. It's me. It ain't my children. It's me. Amen. It ain't my job. Ain't my government. It's me. mm You know, as a side note, in, that, in, 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 uh, in this chapter in Deuteronomy, everybody likes the first 13 verses. How many of you know there's 68 verses in that chapter? There's 13 blessings. Uh, there's 13 scriptures on the blessings. But if you want some good reading material, and you want to know why all hell breaks loose in your life sometimes, read the verse 14 through 68. And you'll see a lot of the curses that you're walking in, and you're walking in a curse if you're not obedient to God's Word, because His Word don't lie. Right. Amen. People say, well, we can't walk in the curses because Jesus hung on a tree, and it says that Jesus was our curse for us. Yeah, but Jesus also said, if you love me, do my commandments. (laughs) You can't get away from the Word. And you can't manipulate the Word. Amen. See, the Bible teaches us in Hebrews 10.25, and I'm just going to give you some examples. And I talked about this earlier. It says, in Hebrews 10.25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. But I see people all the time forsaking coming to church. Guess what they're doing? They're disobeying God. I've seen people uh, disobey God uh, uh, in tithing. People don't tithe. What are they doing? They're disobeying God. then they wonder why unexpected financial burdens come their way. See, the devil said, I'm going to come steal, kill, and destroy if you're not going to be obedient to God's word. And he has a right to. He has a right to. Amen. Getting off of God, quiet in God's house. The Bible teaches us to forgive. But I've seen people choose not to forgive. Then they wonder why all hell breaks loose in their life. They wonder why they're running down to divorce court. I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about the church. Because they're disobedient to God's word. Amen. Mm -mm -mm. I've heard people say this. Well, God understands. He sees what my spouse is doing to me. He sees how she is. Or He sees how He is. And He understands my problems. Well, let me ask you. Let me show you. Show me that in the New Testament Scriptures. And then we'll talk about it. No, it says forgive. Hallelujah. And he says, walk with me. Obey my word, and then you're not going to have them problems because you'll overcome them with my word. Every time a problem sticks its head up, you'll know who your enemy is. It's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's you. It's your mind, it's your emotions. You'll say, I need to fix me. Yeah. I did a teaching uh, here a while back on work on me, Lord. That means there's a scripture in the Bible that says, Don't look at the speck that's in your partner's eye until you get the big old plank out of your own. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hmm. Brothers and sisters, I'm doing my best. And I love you, but I'm doing my every best to keep you and to show you from the Word of God that just being a Christian does not cause the blessings of God to come into your life. You ain't that special, and I ain't either. You're special in God's eyes, but he's, he, he demands obedience. Amen. Amen. You can't just live any way you want to live. And think the blessings of God are just going to pour out on you. If you think you can, you're being deceived. Matter of fact, you're being self-deceived. You're deceiving yourself. Isn't that what James 1:22 says? James 1:22. And, and just write this down or look at it on the board. It says, "But be doers of the word, and not hearers only." Doing what? Deceiving Deceiving yourself. The devil don't have to deceive you. If you don't do the word of God, you're deceiving yourself. Again, if you want to know why things are going wrong in your life, you need to look at you. Amen. See, when people walk in disobedience to God's word, they deceive themselves. And that's why God's word doesn't work for them. They'll see God's word working for everybody else, and they'll come to me and say, Well, well, Pastor, why don't it work for me? Well, are you working it? Are you doing what I told you to do the last time you came to me saying it ain't working for you? Are you forgiving? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've had people come to me saying they have all kind of financial problems. First question I ask them, do they tithe? Not that, I see I don't know who does and who don't. I don't want to know. But when you come to me asking me for help, I'm going to ask you some point blank questions. Don't come to me asking, just wanting sympathy from me. <laughs> My brother said, that's all right. <laughs> Amen. What am I going to give you? I'm going to give you the word. So the first question I ask them, do you tithe? Well, Pastor, we would, but man, my check only goes so far. And after I pay all my bills, there's just nothing left over. How long have you been going to this church? Did you ever hear me give you a scripture that says God wants your leftovers? The Bible says in Proverbs 3.9, it says this, it says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with what? The first 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 fruits of all your increase. Everybody say, period. Period. End of discussion. So I'll ask them, what are y'all doing about being obedient to God's Word in just that one area? And then I might carry on and I might say something like, "Will you say you have nothing left over? And I've given this uh, testimony before. Then I'll ask them, "What do you spend your money on?" Well, my bills. They always say my bills, groceries. Do you drink? Well, yeah, but not that much. Do you smoke? Yeah, but you know, just I'm I'm trying to quit. I asked this one couple. I said, "So would this?" With what, both of you drink. Both of you smoke. How much do you spend a month? Just average. About, I don't know, three, $400 a month. <laughs> right. I'm going to just leave that right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. Don't come to me unless you want the Word of God. Right. I want you coming to me. Because yeah. I'm going to help you. My goodness. I needed help when I first got saved. God, I needed help. And God knew that. Amen. And at that time, I didn't have a physical person that I could rely on to give me the Word of God. So I started getting all the mentoring tapes I could. Now, that dates me because there's CDs or something now. But I got the cassette tapes. <laughs> I had VHS recorder that i would watch preachers that preached faith that preached the word of god uncompromised word of god not something watered down but would teach me the truth because a wise man once told me son get into the word of god and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free amen now when he first told me that i'm gonna be honest with you i got mad i won't punch him in the nose because he did it in the middle of a service uh, just like this one. Stopped what he was doing. Walked over to my pew. <laughs> Stopped on my street in front of everybody, all my neighbors. And, I, and this is the first time I'm in church. Amen. Amen. They were waiting for me. I think all this time Brenda sicked him on me. Oh, okay. And she needed to. Yeah, amen. She needed to. And I thank God that you did if you did that. Uh. I want to believe it was the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Because if I had never been obedient to what he told me, I would not be standing here in front of you today. Amen. More than likely, I'd have been dead. Because I was on a fast track to kill myself with drugs, alcohol. All the pleasures of this world. Hmm. Ooh, hallelujah. Let's move on, Lord. <laughs> I done preached on that in a long <laughs> Listen, if things are not working in your life, we don't look to need to look upward. We need to be looking in the mirror. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So who did he say the blessing would come on? The obedient. Blessings follow and overtake obedience. So those that are faithful, those that are diligent, those that live holy, those that live right, Hallelujah! I could stop right there and preach another whole message. Not right according to my notions, but right according to God. Amen. Look at this in Joshua chapter 1. I'm trying to hurry, Lord. Joshua chapter 1. What did God say? If you will hear my word... And diligently obey my word. He did not say to, for me to reason away his word. He did not say for me to change his word to fit my lifestyle. He did not say that I could make excuses why I don't do his word. He simply said, "Son, daughter, hear and obey. Amen. Amen. Joshua 1 chapter verse one, chapter one verse one says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Now you've got to understand, Moses is dead. Joshua cannot lean on uh, Moses anymore. He's the man now. All the men in here, raise your hand. Come on, be brave. I'm not going to trap you. you demand. the man you the man. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. That's the first thing he said. Get up off your butt. Get up. Do something. Arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Now, drop down to verse 6. He says, Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. You do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper. Wherever you go, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Excuse me. That you may observe to what? To do. You may observe to do. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Again, I want to point out to you that the underlying condition to being successful is what? Obedience. What's God telling Joshua? He's saying, Joshua, you want to succeed in life? You want to be successful in my kingdom? Not successful in this world, according to this world, but do you want to be successful in my kingdom? See, brothers and sisters, you got to understand, when you got saved, how many saved people we got in here? Everybody needs to raise their hand if you're saved. If you're not, we're going to have an altar call right now, and we're going to get you saved. When you got saved, you translated out of one kingdom into another. Amen. And the principles that we use to be successful in this world, this kingdom of darkness that we are in, And that's what this world is outside the kingdom of God. It's a kingdom of darkness. Amen. If you don't understand that, you need to get back to the basics and read just a little bit of your Bible. Amen. But when you got got saved, you got translated out of that kingdom of darkness and the principles that they used to become successful into a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. And if you want to be successful in God's kingdom, this is your manual period hallelujah glory to God I cannot say that enough hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah. glory to God Hmm. you said you want to be successful in my kingdom obey me don't turn from my word to the right And don't turn from my word to the left. In other words, God is telling Joshua and you and me, amen. He's telling us, don't look anywhere else than to me. He says, I am the author and the finisher of your life. Amen. Of your success. I'm the author. I'm the finisher. Amen. There's no way to have success in God's kingdom without Him. Yeah. No way. You can make all the money you want to, but you're not going to be successful. Something's going to always steal your money. Something's always going to do steal your wanting to steal your kids. Something's going to always want to divide your family. Amen. Devil's got all kinds of devices out there. He hates marriage. He hates it. You know why? Because Jesus said he's the, he's the bride. Or we're the bride and he's the groom. I'm sorry. Let me say that right. Somebody will correct me on Facebook. No, he didn't say Jesus is the bride. You're the bride. You need to know what you're preaching, Pastor. We're the bride. He's the groom. Amen? My point is the devil... Hates you being married. He hates your household. He wants to kill your kids. He wants to destroy your life. That's his job. And we give him a right to when we're disobedient to God's word. We give him a right to have his way in our life. I know nobody likes to hear that. Nobody likes to hear the truth. <laughs> and surely nobody likes to be correct. How many people like to be corrected in here? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm sure glad I'm not the only one that didn't raise my hand. I just raised mine just trying to coach you into. I didn't like my wife telling me, you got joy? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is telling us that we will never have success that he wants us to have If if we're not willing to be obedient to his word. Amen. Because his success only abides in Jesus. Amen. So we can say this. Joshua going into the promised land along with Caleb and the rest of the children of Israel Them inheriting what God had already given to them was conditional. Just like it was for Moses. Amen? Just like it was for Abraham. Just like it has been from the beginning of time. God said in the Garden of Eden, you can have everything in this garden but that one fruit. (laughs) And Adam disobeyed God. I know everybody wants to blame it on a woman, but it wasn't a woman's fault. Adam was standing right there, and God gave Adam dominion. Men, God has given you dominion. Right. And you're supposed to protect your wife. Yes, sir. You are. And you can't change that. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's not any different for me and you. Just like it was for Joshua, just like it was for Moses, for you and I too. And he says that all we have to do, now listen to me, all we have to do to live the abundant life that Jesus came and died on the cross for, He said, I came for you to have life and have it more abundantly. All we have to do to live that life is just obey. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's that simple. Learn to obey. I got to hurry. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can y'all give me 10 more minutes? I hope you can because I'm going to talk 10 more minutes. Amen. Uh, And yet I see people every day figure out ways to not obey God. And then they wonder why their life is in such a struggle. That they're always struggling with this, struggling with that. Things just don't seem to be going right. I'm not being mean, I'm just trying to help people. Notice in verse 7, God mentions four conditions to being successful in His kingdom. Number one, He says only be strong. That word strong in the Hebrew means to be firm. It means to keep pressing in. It means that God says for us to be strong, firm, and keep pressing in to His Word. Amen? Amen. Number two, He says be courageous. Uh, Courageous in, in Hebrew means to be strong in your mind, in your mental faculties. It means to be fortified and bold. We need to be fortified and bold in our faith towards God. Amen? Number three. It says, to observe, to do my word. We must be resolute, my brothers and sisters, in our obedience to God's word. You've got to make up your mind that I'm going to do God's word no matter what. Amen. Amen. Number four, he says, don't turn from my word. That word turn in the Hebrew means don't turn it off in your life. All right. All don't turn back. Don't go away from my word. Amen. Amen. So if we put all that together, God is saying to you and I to be strong, be bold, be fortified, and be resolute. He's saying don't turn to the right or to the left, but let my word have first place in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We talked about an alternative to obedience two weeks ago. How many of you remember that message? What's the alternative? Everybody say rebellion. Wake up. Now elbow your neighbor, say he's about done, so wake up. Amen. The alternative to obedience that we talked about in, in part one of this series is called rebellion. It's called going your own way. It's called doing your own thing. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to go your own way? God's going to allow it. He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. You want to go your own way? God's going to allow it. But let me tell you something. Blessings don't follow your own way. Amen. You want to do your own thing? You don't want to listen to the Word of God? The blessings will not flow in your life. Don't get me wrong. God will bless you as far as He can. Amen. But when He comes to you, and He's going to come to every one of us. Amen. Amen. But when he comes to you and he starts dealing with you about a certain area of your life, that's that he wants you to change. And he, he tells me right out right, he said, you need to change that in your life. You need to stop doing that. You need to start doing this. Anybody ever have had him talk to you like that? Have you ever been asking for his advice? Because if you've asked him for his advice, he'll give it to you. And his advice is going to line up with the word of God. He'll never go outside his word. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll bless you as far as he can. But when he starts dealing with you, you have to choose to change. You can choose to ignore him. I don't advise doing that. Because he'll only put up with it for so long. Because when you do, you continue to just do your own thing, brothers and sisters, you're walking in disobedience. And that is a dangerous, dangerous area. Amen. Isn't that right? Isn't that what your Bible says? How many have a Bible that says anything that you can just live your life the way you want to? How come there's so many Christians that says you can't? I'm a good person. Well, your goodness is as filthy rags to God. Hallelujah. See, when I first got saved, I didn't know that uh, all the areas in my life that that I was even doing anything wrong. But see, how many of you know the Word will expose you? The Word exposes people. It exposes your life. Amen. Amen. If you'll read it. Let me tell you something. People said, well, if I don't read it, I'm not held responsible for it. You better read Hosea 4.6, buddy. Hosea 4.6 says, my people are what? Destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's no excuse. One of these days, we're going to stand before God. Every person on this planet will stand before God, and they will be judged by what they've done or they have not done out of this book. This is our manual, B I B L E, basic instructions before leaving Earth. Amen. Hallelujah! You still happy? Amen. Or you just got the joy of the Lord? See, you can be you can be happy, but the and, and but when you get your feet stepped on, happiness kind of just goes away. But when you can when you have the joy of the Lord, God can step all over your feet all day long. You just smile. Say, Thank you, Jesus. I know you love me. You're trying to change me. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to change. And we can choose to ignore his word, but when we do, we're in willful disobedience. Hallelujah. We'll try to skip down here. Okay. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> when I was in disobedience to God's word when I first got saved, how many of you know God's grace carried me through? His grace has carried all of us through our disobedient years. Amen. He's still carrying us through right now. Amen. But see, after a while, how many of you know that even though he was helping me get through my life, uh, and it, it was only because I was just ignorant. That's not a bad word. You're ignorant too sometimes. Yeah. Ignorant to His Word. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> but there came a time in my life when the truths of God's Word started working on me. And when, they, when I started hearing, not only with these, but I started hearing with this. And I started pulling some of the truths of God's Word out of His Word. Then Guess what? I was then held responsible for obeying that word. Amen. He said, son, you didn't know any better before, but now you do. And I fully expect you to do my word. Matter of fact, I require you to do my word if you agree, if you want me to bless you any further than I already have. Amen. And I know there's people don't like to hear that kind of preaching. Well, let me share something with you. It's the reason I'm blessed. It's the reason I'm blessed. Amen. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on him. Right. Praise God. You see, years ago, I made a decision to obey God's word. And I'm not perfect by no means. And there's a lot of times that I have to still repent. Just yesterday was one of them. You got Johnny? That just keeps ringing in my ears. There's times that I had to repent. But let me tell you something. My heart is always to obey God's word. Amen. My heart's always right. I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to try to reason away God's word with my mind. I don't want to try to make excuses why I can't obey him. See, I'm uh, and I'm going to read this statement to you. I heard this by one of my mentors. <clears throat> and it launches us into the last of what I want to share with you today. It says, temptation, the temptation will always be present for you to let other voices prevail in your life above what God's word says. See, there will always be voices in our lives that will attempt to prevail over God's word. The voice of others is what we call it, such as the voice of your friends and their opinion about what you do. Uh, that's a voice you have to contend with because it's a voice that you have to you have allowed into your life. You, you have to allow the people's voice to come into your life. <clears throat> so you have to contend with other voices when you're wanting to be a doer of God's word. When you're wanting to go all out for God, you're going to have to receive criticism and deal with it. You're going to have people who are going to persecute you and make fun of you. You're going to have people that say you're too extreme. You're going to have people say that you're a Jesus fanatic. You're a holy roller. A Bible thumper. You'll even have people not want to be around you. Because you want to talk about this Jesus dude all the time. And all they want to talk about is their carnality. And they want to live carnal. And because you used to hang out with them, you got to either do one thing or the other. You got to drag them into your world, or you got to leave their world. Period. I told a person one time, and I y'all just gonna have to stay with me. How many of you love the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost is moving right now. Receive what He has for you. I told a person one time, or they told me, they said, well, you know, when I go into bars, I I go in there to minister. (laughs) I said, so let me get this straight. You're in there. You're drinking. You're bellied up to the bar just like they are. You're drinking the same thing they're drinking. You're talking the same way they're talking. And you're telling me that if Jesus raptures the church, he's going to come in there and he's going to pick you out of that crowd? You're deceived. My Bible says, Come out from amongst them and be ye separate. And that's what I told this person. Shortly after that, they left the church. Because <coughs> they didn't want to obey God's word, they liked the party life. They, they talked themselves into thinking it's okay to drink a few beers. You've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. Okay, Lord, we'll move on. Hallelujah. You're going to have people not want to be around you because they want to live a certain way. They want to talk a certain way. And this can even be people in the church. You've got to make a decision. So there's other voices of other people. There's voices of spouses. A spouse will tell you that you're just way too fanatical about this man named Jesus. Jesus. So spouses can be a a voice in your life, in all of our lives that we have to deal with. I'm going to obey God. Regardless of what my spouse does. And I made that decision a long time ago, even before I became a pastor. I made a decision. I'm going to follow God. In other words, Now let me just move on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> There's a voice of friends. I found when I got born again, that all my friends kind of went away. Not because I didn't want to be around them, because they didn't want to be around me. Because that was like a Coke bottle. She just shook up. I spewed Jesus everywhere. <laughs> Amen. And that makes people uncomfortable. If you're a true born-again Christian when people, you go into a crowd of people and they know you're a Christian, you ought to be making them uncomfortable. Amen. You ought to make them say, man, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. Man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be that way. I said, and now, I've had them tell me that. I said, well, don't worry about me. Jesus is, you need to be worried about him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Still love me? See, I found I didn't have very many friends left. And I found the more radical for Jesus I got, the more separated I became. In other words, I found out what God meant in His Word when He said light cannot. Everybody say cannot. Light cannot. Not sometimes, not maybe, not sometimes, not any time. Light cannot fellowship with darkness. Everybody say period. There's a voice of sin. Now we could park on this street for a long time. I just want to say this. The voice of sin will always agree with your feelings. The voice of sin will always agree with your emotions. The voice of sin will always agree with your lustful desires. In other words, the voice of sin will always tell you what you're doing is okay. Okay even though God's word tells you it's wrong. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. See you and I, brothers and sisters, we got to choose which voice we're going to listen to. Amen. God said there are always going to be many voices in our lives, but we are not to let any other voice turn us from obeying the voice of God's word. My brothers and sisters, listen to me. I love my bride. I love my children. I love you, but you're not God. And no other voice will have a, a predominant place in my life. No other voice. The voice I follow above all others is God's. And His voice is hidden in His Word. I follow His Word. I do His Word. People want to go outside of God's Word? I'm not going to follow that. I'm going to follow the Word of God. I love my wife. I respect her opinions. I respect her as a person. My love for her is second only to God. But if she, uh, but, but if she decided today, To say I don't want to live this way anymore I want to go my own way and most of you know your pastor I tell you you got to go but with every breath I have left in my body I'm going to follow my lord you do what you want to now I'm not saying she's going to do that she'll never do that there's no turning back for me in her there is no backslide in us none Maybe not having joy, that's not backsliding. (laughs) Temporary, but thank God she jerked me back into reality. Hallelujah. But if she decided to go another way, I'm going to follow God. Would it be easy? Absolutely not. We've been married 49 years. But I'd let her go in a heartbeat if she said, I'm going. I will not backslide. I will not. Compromise God's Word. I will follow His Word the best I know how as He reveals His Word to me and I'm going to teach others to do the same thing. Amen? In closing, I know that's a word y'all been longing to hear. I want to encourage you To take the truths of God's word. And I'm just speaking my heart right now. Meditate on them. Let them get down in the deepest part of your being. And then start living them. Amen. Amen. Because the most important thing in our lives is being obedient to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I'm telling you, his blessings will follow your obedience. Can I get an amen to that? Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to apologize for keeping you longer today because God needed somebody in here to hear what I just had to say. Amen. Praise God. Well, we never end a service without having an altar call. We're not going to change today. Praise the Lord. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, there's a couple of things I'm going to quickly ask you. Number one, have you given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ? If you're watching by live stream this morning, that question is for you just as much as it is for these folks in here. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about giving Him your heart, calling Him Lord of your life. If you've never done that, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. Praise God. I know there had to be some hands at home. You may have been saved at one time in your life, but you've never served God. You've never even heard a message like you're hearing now. But you keep coming back, and you know why? Because God wants you here. Right, and you've heard something today that's, that's uh, kind of twinged you a little bit, and it's urging you right now to raise your hand to this question. Have you ever made Jesus your Lord? In other words, have you made a decision in your life that no, you'll listen to no other voice but his and that you'll be obedient to his? If you're making that decision today, from this day forward, no matter what you did yesterday, but from this day forward, you want to be obedient to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. Praise God forever. Every head raised and every eye closed. Open. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't it good if we can have fun in God's house too? Amen. Yes, we, did. Amen. we love the word. Yes, we I want everyone to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father. Yes, I, thank I thank you that you sent your son, to, your to, son. Die to die for me. He took my sin And wash me white as snow. I believe Jesus. Is your only begotten son. And because of the price he paid. I can live eternally with you. Jesus Christ. Continue your work. In my life. Continue to change me. From the inside out. out. I dedicate my life. life To serving you. you. And being obedient. Obedient To God's word. word. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. We have uh, available on the back desk over there. Not only to. 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 Not only uh, uh, what is a hand sanitizer, we also have some stop pain for you if your feet hurt too much after today's message. Amen? Uh, Last thing I want to share with you this today and everyone watching my live stream, that you serve a miracle working God. And God is always there to work your miracle for you. Have a blessed day in Jesus. Have a blessed week in Jesus. We'll see you as we gather again together. In Jesus' name, amen.